What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. matters. I. Uh... Did a bunch of research. I added in. I wrote my own two characters based off of historical historical mm-hmm. characters. Uh, wrote them into the game. I wrote a whole new conflict into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, another uh, storyline that could go wrong, or just mm-hmm. add a little bit of uh, mush in there to make it more exciting. That is Ian Curtis who's pursuing a bachelor's degree in statistics and French at the Grand Valley State University. Hello, I'm your host, Venkatraman. In high school, Ian was constantly exploring. He took a number of different classes to figure out what he liked and didn't like. He loved math and French. He enjoyed being part of the crew in theater. He was involved in the orchestra. Actually, when he was applying to college, he didn't even know that research was a thing. Ian joins us on our podcast to share his undergraduate college journey at Grand Valley, his undergraduate research experiences, and his advice for college-bound students. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast. I, I'm really enjoying uh, everything that's going on um, it, with my experience at Grand Valley. Uh, I've got a wide variety of things I'm interested in, uh, groups and opportunities I've had. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's definitely a, a good experience for me here. I also was fortunate enough to to get a good amount of scholarships uh, to help sure. me uh, go in there. So that. You know, that definitely played a role in my decision. It definitely wasn't the uh, the only thing driving it, but that that certainly was uh, involved in why I ended up going to Grand Valley. But my professor was, and he still is, is very interested in this encyclopedia, um, uh-huh. in in the idea of censorship. What is censorship and and uh, plagiarism and all the research that's been going on into this encyclopedia. And I. I was amazed that this encyclopedia, just one publication could be so full of things to research, to talk sure. about. Writing, my writing skills. Uh, I, I don't like writing. I don't like writing mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is that I don't mind it when I'm writing about something I enjoy. Yeah. When it's a topic that I chose, a project that I developed myself. Well, I don't mind writing about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've learned something about myself there. Yeah. And I, I think some basic uh, advice after that is do try, try hard in the classes. Um, that's how you figure out what, what you like and what you don't like. Um, I, I put in, put in the effort to, to really see if there's certain subjects that I like. I found some I didn't really like. I found some I did. These were the high fives brought to you by College Matters. Alma Matters. Matters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I'm sure you want to hear the entire podcast with Ian. 
So without further ado, here is Ian Curtis. So maybe the best place to start is, uh, give us kind of an overall impression of your experience at Grand Valley so far, and then we can get into the details. Sure. I uh, I really enjoy uh, Grand Valley. It's a, it's a beautiful campus. Uh, they've got just a lot of open space, a lot of uh, outdoor uh, mm-hmm. places to sit and to do homework. And I really like that. Um, and even in the winter, you don't really sit outside, but it looks really pretty fall, a lot of mm-hmm. trees. So I, I, I really like that about the, just the ambiance of the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, even the, the courses I'm taking too, there's uh, they're really relevant. They're uh, full of information and professors are very nice and uh, uh they know what they're talking about. So I, I'm really enjoying uh, everything that's going on um, with my experience at Grand Valley. Uh, I've got a wide variety of things I'm interested in, uh, groups and opportunities I've had. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, there's definitely a, a good experience for me here um, overall. Tell us a little bit about why you picked Grand Valley. How did you end up there? Um, well, one of the main things that I, I went on is that uh, it's it's close to home, uh, but not not too close to home. <laughs> it's kind of what I was. Yeah. It, it's about half an hour away from where I live, so I okay. I was able to uh, I could live on campus, I could be away from home, but if I needed anything, I would be close enough that um, I I could get help if I needed it. Um, but I also, when I visited Grand Valley, what really struck me was, I mentioned the ambiance of the campus. Yeah. That definitely was, is a part of it. But um, I, the students I talked to, the professors I talked to were all about, like, it's, there's a big population of students. It's a pretty big campus, but it's a small, mm-hmm. it's small feel. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really feels like you're in a community. And I really do feel like that now. Um, but mm-hmm. I felt like that right from the get-go, uh, that mm-hmm. once you, you enter in there, you're going to be part of a community of people that, whether that's in your major or in your interests. Um, so that that feeling I got really led me towards Grand Valley as well. Um, and I also was fortunate enough to, to get a good amount of scholarships uh, to help sure. me uh, go in there. So that you know, that definitely played a role in my decision. It definitely wasn't the uh, the only thing driving it, but... That that certainly was uh, involved in why I ended up going to Grand Valley. But yeah, I, I don't regret my, my choice. Um, I stuck with my feelings and it's definitely turned out well for me. You talked about interest. So what, what, what kind of things were you interested in in high school? Uh, in high school, a little bit different uh, somewhat of my interest now. But uh, mm-hmm. I did a lot of uh, work in theater um, in mm-hmm. high school. Uh, not too much in acting, but I was uh, pretty involved in the backstage uh, work, mm-hmm. uh, doing set construction and being behind the scenes during the show, working on mm-hmm. whiteboard and all of that. I also mm-hmm. did a did a couple shows in the pit orchestra, uh, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Um, at high school, I also was involved in orchestra. I still am now, but it definitely was a, a big interest of mine is uh, getting into the staying involved in music, uh, very music oriented. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of my interests in high school were just figuring out what I was interested in. Um, yeah. Taking random classes to kind of see what, what I wanted to do, what I, what I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
that's why some of those random classes I've taken in high school kind of merged together and became what I wanted to pursue in college. Did you have any um, specific courses you really liked while you were in high school? Yeah, I uh, um, did some AP courses. So I, I'm a, I'm a math guy. So I, yeah. not, not a lot of people are, but I am. So a lot, all of my math courses I took, uh, very yeah. interesting to me. I took an AP calculus, um, had mm-hmm. a fantastic teacher, really mm-hmm. helped explain things really nice. So with great examples. So I, that helped me enjoy the class even more. Um, so I took Calc 1 and 2, and then I took a AP Stats, um, mm-hmm. also a great teacher. And that, that, that AP stat course was how I really decided that statistics was the way I wanted to go um, in, my, in my future. Um, so those, I would say those math courses were really good. Um, a bunch of other ones. I, I did some French courses in high school with probably the best teacher I've ever had, ever. Uh, mm-hmm. I owe her a lot, and she's done a lot for me. So that was um, a key decision factor in me pursuing French further as well. Um, sure. But yeah. Like I said, a lot of I'm interested in a lot of different subjects. So a lot of the the random ones, some psychology ones, a human biology, all super interesting to me. But I think the math and the French ones really stand out. So then, um, you know, you come to Grand Valley now. How how did you get into research? Uh, by accident, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really know that research was a thing, um, especially for undergraduates. Sure. Uh, so Grand Valley has this, uh, this event called the Undergraduate Research Fair. Uh-huh. Um, essentially, this is when all the departments on campus come into one central location, and they're just there to share opportunities for undergraduates, mm-hmm. what, what professors are looking for. Mm-hmm. And... Someone had mentioned the event to me, and I was like, "Okay, that'd be pretty cool. I guess I'll I'll, I'll take a visit." There's free food, so that's a nice <laughs> little benefit. Um, and I walked around to the the math tables. That's what I was interested in at the time. I hadn't quite switched over to stats yet, but I was in in right. the math in the math mode, mm-hmm. and and just started getting in a conversation with them. Like, what what is research? What does it look like? When I thought of research, I was thinking of laboratories and pipettes. And I was like, okay, how do, how do you do research in mathematics? Yeah. Um, and so as I was talking with them, they were, they, were, they were really encouraging me to participate in research. But they were telling me that I probably should have a little bit more experience in the, uh, the basic math, math courses mm-hmm. um, before starting. I'm like, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so I walked to the French table. Uh, which is uh, which was my other other degree at the time, yeah. Um, and my current professor was on the sheet of mm-hmm. looking looking for research help. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, that's fun. I have this dude as my professor, mm-hmm. and he's looking for research. I can just approach him in class, yeah. Kind of, you know, ask him what what he's interested in and what what uh, what help he needs and. I did that. Uh, it work, worked out pretty well. I set up a meeting with him. Uh, he explained what he was interested in. And I said, I'm interested in that too. Yeah. And we started setting up some uh, research plans, research projects. So it, it, 
a little bit of a circle there, but I, I met, I got to, uh, I kind of say by accident because I, I wasn't intending on starting research in French, um, yeah. but it, it happened and it worked out. Now, um, two questions. Uh, was this in the freshman year or was it later? Yeah, Did this you... was my, my first semester. This is the very first semester. Okay. Yep. And, and, um, now, you seem to have pursued it. Now, what, what was it about research that intrigued you? I mean, before you even got started, what, what was it that you think was driving you? Was it just curiosity? I think that was a major part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do something with my knowledge. And yeah. you know, that's something that I'm definitely going to be doing uh, in a job later on. Sure. Uh, um, I was as I was thinking about it at the time, I was like, well, what if, what if I can do something now, right? mm-hmm. Instead of just sitting here, learning, 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 how about I learn and do at the same time and mm-hmm. already get the, some of the skills I would need later on. Um, I felt like that was going to really put me ahead at the game in a lot of different areas. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to help out a professor with the research and also see what I can do for myself to help myself out in the future. So what did you do? What, what kind of stuff did you start out with uh, when you started doing research in French? Yeah, uh, this is a, <laughs> got a lot of stuff I've done. So this is a, yeah, I like to share, or try not to get too much in the details, but still explain a lot of what I've done. Sure, sure. Uh, so I've done multiple research projects with the same professor. Uh, his name mm-hmm. is Dr. David Icke, he's a mm-hmm. specialist in the 18th century, the 1700s of French history. Wow. Um, there was a large 28-volume encyclopedia published at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, during a time of French monarchy, so there's a lot of censorship going on. A lot of things that get published get burned or you can mm-hmm. get jailed for saying something that's against the church or against the monarchy. Yeah. Uh, so you really got to be careful about what you publish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this encyclopedia's goal was to represent all knowledge, which is a very lofty goal. Yeah. But what's key is that included in all of that knowledge is some of the more controversial things, like uh, questioning authorities and mm-hmm. talk- talking back against the church. And you know that what made this whole encyclopedia very controversial at the time. And Mm -hmm. so my professor was, he still is, is very interested in this encyclopedia um, Uh and in the idea of censorship, what is censorship and and, uh, plagiarism and all the research that's been going on into this encyclopedia. And I, I was amazed that this encyclopedia, just one publication could be so full of things to research to talk sure. about and, mm-hmm. and as i've gone on there's i've seen that there has been many articles and books and book chapters written on mm-hmm. this encyclopedia and there's so much more we can do so i was i got sucked in totally interested in it my first research project that i did was that summer it was summer of 2020 so that was my right after my freshman year yeah uh i did a project uh, with the Grand Valley Library. Um, so this project had, uh, had two goals. I had to learn about the library mm-hmm. and libraries in general. So this is like library services and research skills and 
mm-hmm. uh, critical things that are necessary for to make libraries function. Um, mm-hmm. And the other goal was I had to produce some original project that helped out libraries somehow. And it was mm-hmm. intentionally broad. You mm-hmm. can basically find what you're interested in and make something helpful, essentially, mm-hmm. is what this was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got assigned a, uh, a university librarian. Her name is mm-hmm. Amber Deerking, a super nice woman, mm-hmm. and very helped me out, uh, helped me out very much with the, uh, with the library side of things. Like how, right. how, do, I, how do I research? If I'm looking for something, where do I look? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's much more than just going to Google. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot more to it. So um, my mentor is very, very helpful in that um, to help develop those skills. I'm, I'm very happy that I did this project before some of my later projects because it really helps solidify these basic research skills that I didn't know were necessary but definitely are. Uh-huh. Um, and so the project that I chose to do was researching this French encyclopedia that my professor and I had talked about. Yeah. Um, I was, didn't really know what I was doing at first. So I just started researching it, looking at what articles were out there that had been published. Mm -hmm. And my project came up as I was doing that. Um, I noticed that these resources were all over the place or somewhere on, you know, 20 different websites or different books that were in different libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I was like, okay, that's a problem. I want to be able to search for something and have them all come up in a central location. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that'd be helpful for me personally, It'd be helpful for future and current and past researchers who are looking for a scholarship on this encyclopedia. So I decided to make that central location. Yeah, um, I wasn't able to do all sources. There are a lot of uh, articles written on this encyclopedia, but right. I took a bunch that I had seen. I read them all the way through and I made an annotated bibliography of, I don't remember how many there were now, but a very decent amount of mm-hmm. articles. And I put them all on a PDF, made it searchable. Uh, I used what I had learned and I typed up some instructions for people on wh- what's the best way to search this? How do you use search skills to yeah. search my resource? Um, and that annotated bibliography was is published online. And then mm-hmm. I turned it into a website, mm-hmm. uh, which is also searchable. So that is also online. Um, so this project that I had noticed that there was not a central location for these these resources. And... I turned it into something that hopefully will be beneficial for people in the future, uh, listing out all these resources that they can use with keywords and key terms. Awesome. Awesome. I had a uh, tangential question. It's not quite what I thought about talking about. But <laughs> so one of the questions you did, uh, one of the things you mentioned, which kind of intrigued me is you mentioned that there was a lot of censorship and, um, how does one go about um, sort of finding the content that was censored? Because in in theory, if things came out and were published, they were probably censored material. Now, could you tell what was what slipped through the cracks or um, in these in the encyclopedia, for example? Oh, or for is, sure. Is, is there a way to do that? There, well, 
some of it is a little bit of guesswork in a way. Sure. Uh, sure. You have to, you're reading the article and you, you, it's thinking of, would this really be accepted in the time? Probably yeah. not. Some things we actually know. We have historical record that somebody wrote down this, mm-hmm. this, this specific article was the reason this was censored. Yeah. Um, and there's a, as I was going through them, I was reading some of them. There's a my professor has developed a role playing game about this encyclopedia, and some of the uh, the censored articles are in this game. And so I've mm. been able to read them. And when when you know that they've been censored, you can pick out the parts that are scandalous. I mean, they wouldn't be now, but at the right, time, right, you could right. say, "Well, clearly, this is against." the Catholic church. So yeah. this, this article would have been censored. It would have been one of the reasons why this work was attempted to be shut down. Um, mm. Yeah. It's definitely, it's very interesting to see what, what did and what didn't. And there's also, there's quite a few things that the censors completely missed uh, yeah. articles that didn't get censored, but probably should have at the time. So tell me a little bit more about other, types of research you did and then I want to kind of have you reflect on what it's done for you. Yeah, sure. I've got a, let's see, I've got a couple more projects I sure. uh, I worked on. So, um, I mentioned the role-playing game my professor had started yeah. to write. He, he co-wrote it with a, a colleague and mm-hmm. it's basically students reenact historical roles. It's called reacting to the past, um, mm-hmm. starting to gain, gain popularity in colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal is to just adopt different perspectives. Uh, you get assigned a character, you have to try and act like that character sure. uh, based off of historical data. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean you have to follow history, but it just means that you have to try and act like them. And then you do you reenact the debates of the time. So my professor has written this game that I've played, um, mm-hmm. and he just places you right in the middle of the writing of this encyclopedia. Mm. Um, and so I did a project with him to help expand that that game. Mm. I, what I did was I edited the edited the uh, made it a lot better uh, flows better because uh, mm-hmm. I I, add, I was adding a student perspective to the game and my professor yeah. always taught the game he wasn't ever usually playing it yeah um, and then also during this time I uh, did a bunch of research I added in I wrote my own two characters based off of historical historical mm-hmm. characters uh, wrote them into the game I wrote a whole new conflict into the game mm-hmm. um, another uh, storyline that could go wrong or just mm-hmm. add a little bit of uh, mush in there to make it more exciting sure. um, and that game right now is being play tested around the country um, uh, colleges and universities are trying it out, giving us feedback. I think it's being tested in Canada as well. Um, and I, I consider that a really cool opportunity to work on my professor's project, but also be able to be, to, to have contributed to it as well. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not technically an author on this, this project, but I, my name I believe is on there as a contributor. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that project. I think that, that it's really cool to have been involved in that. So when did you uh, do something in STAT? I mean, you said you were going to come back to it uh, when you had some more yeah. courses under your belt. So 
how about a couple of math slash stat kind of things? For sure. Um, the main one, I'm working on stats right now. I probably am going to have to push that into my master's degree. But mm-hmm. I did do a, it was this winter semester, winter of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a more, it was more of a computer science kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, coded my own algorithm for recommending new songs to Spotify users. Mm. Um, I was able to use Spotify's public data um, and a, basically a user can log in. And uh, my question I was trying to ask was if you give a user a say in how their recommendations are created, does mm-hmm. that make them more satisfied with the final results? Sure. Uh, it's a major, a major thing that Spotify and other music platforms and uh, things all over Amazon, anywhere that needs to recommend things. The biggest challenge is what do you recommend? Mm-hmm. How do you know what to recommend to somebody else? Right. Uh, and I was, I was thinking about, well, what if, it, what if we focus the question more on, how do we know the recommendations are good? Yeah. Even if you give somebody maybe a mediocre recommendation, if they know that they had a direct role in determining that, will that make them happier with it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I created this algorithm uh, and I designed it in a way that it could be used in future research applications. Mm-hmm. Um, I built in a bunch of different like research experimental groups Mm-hmm. Uh, but different, using different, a uh, few different features, different uh, uh, distance metrics, uh, different ways of calculating recommendations. Um, okay. And I, I didn't have time to actually run an experiment myself. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's available for the public to use um, to try and determine a, what, out of the groups I created, what is the best one that gives the most satisfaction of recommendations? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the future, if I have time, I would love to continue this project because that's really where I think the stat side of things would come in is, you know, collecting the data, analyzing the data, coming out with some trends and uh, visualizations to see what, what is it? What, what makes the recommendations be good, <laughs> good enough for people? So, you know, you, you've had some really interesting set of projects and uh, learnings and obviously you've been extremely creative and you're kind of guy that loves creating new Mm -hmm. stuff um so how how has all this impacted you What, what you know if you were to look at your younger self entering college and now how do you think research has changed you i it's changed me quite a bit um I we talk about some uh, stereotypical skills you get from research. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to stay away from, you're going to learn this and this and this, but honestly, those skills are the things that have really stuck with me. Things like uh, yeah. time management. Uh, yeah. There was one project I didn't quite mention, but uh, it was my, one of my biggest projects I did, wrote a big essay on plagiarism in this encyclopedia. And I had a big setback. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to be able to manage what I was doing, what I had planned, and I only had a summer, or three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that was huge in trying to plan out an outline of what my project was going to look like. 
um, and also managing what the setbacks were. I had a big one. Turns out I had turned uh, realized that my uh, my project was already been done mm. by someone else, and I hadn't found it yet. And I I had to change gears pretty pretty uh, drastically on uh, on what mm. my goal was. And at that time, I hadn't built that into my outline. I didn't plan in any setbacks into my outline. So it definitely mm. taught me a, a bunch on how to manage that time is to build in something build in time for any problems or errors um, yeah. that's definitely something key um, writing my writing skills uh, I, I don't like writing I don't like writing mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. but what I've learned is that I don't mind it when I'm writing about something I enjoy Yeah. when it's a topic that I chose a project that I developed myself well I don't mind writing about that Mm -hmm. uh, so I've learned something about myself there. Um, yeah, I feel like another thing I've learned is just communication in general. Um, using using jargon from the field to communicate to those in the field, but also being able to communicate that research to people who have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, um, that's something that the Grand Valley programs really try to emphasize. Is uh, you know you got to communicate this to anybody. Uh, yeah. To, who, whoever thinks it's important, it's developing your, your communication to your audience. Um, uh -huh. the, the research skills, uh, things like how to search, how to access a database, um, note-taking, uh, pulling out the necessary information, not spending three hours on one paragraph. Right. Um, and then, of course, presentation. I've On almost all of my projects, I've given a presentation on uh, some of them were poster presentations, so you know, poster designing skills, mm -hmm. poster presentation. Uh, a couple of them were recorded presentations. Um, I haven't quite yet made it to a conference to give a real presentation, but Grand Valley does have a conference fund to pay you to send you to conferences. So I'm looking to perhaps be doing that, uh, help get the in-person presentation skills up as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I think that the other thing too is uh, incorporating feedback. Um, yeah. All all of my projects have been with a mentor, which is a faculty mentor, which is key. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, they they give constructive feedback, and uh, it's really been a journey for me to figure out how to read feedback and how to accept or reject it. Um, and deciding, okay, yeah, I'm going to accept this feedback. I'm going to make some modifications or no, I don't really agree with this feedback, but I see where they're coming from. But I'm not going to not going to take it into consideration. Um, that's really, I feel like that has things like that have implications beyond just pure research. It's yeah, it it, it moves way beyond into a career or a, a, a graduate degree or wherever wherever life is going to lead you. Now. I want to switch topics and talk about your majors. I mean, yeah. you were pretty set on what you wanted to do. You kind of stuck with it mostly, right? Stats and mm -hmm. French. I guess it was math, which, how did math become stats? I mean, how did that happen? Maybe you can shed some light on that. For sure. Uh, yeah, like I mentioned, the calculus in high school was really enjoyable to me. And the teacher mm -hmm. helped helped really make that happen. And and so before I, I was like, this is what I'm going into. It's going to be math. I love math. Um, 
And I got to college and I loved it. I was a math major. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, but I had to take a stats course as well as part of the math major there. And uh, as I was taking the stats course, and I was also being reminded of what I had taken in AP stats in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's, it's hard to describe, but I was, it's kind of like a transition happened where I, I just, I started feeling like I preferred um, the stats area of things, the more applied, the more analytical side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I still enjoy math. I do. Uh, I just, when I made the switch, I made, I still have a math minor. Uh, yeah. Because I still enjoy the pure mathematics side of things. Um, I think it's been beneficial also to understand more of the theory behind the stats. Um, but yeah, that stats major came about from just me taking some classes and deciding that what I what I was learning about in those classes were I was more passionate about than um, what I had already thought I wanted to do, um, which... It's great. I think it's great that um, I it's flexible enough that I can change that. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm now a stat staff major. Now, how do you how do you see stats and French sort of creating a superpower or super combo? <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, Basically, they started as just two things that I was interested in. I loved French, loved stats and math. So I was going to be pursuing them both in college. Um, As I've gone through, I've realized how important interdisciplinary Mm -hmm. learning is. Um, In the real world, there's a lot from what I've been able to to get uh, to learn is uh, that the real world is not just divisions of fields. There's a lot of uh, crossovers yeah um, uh, stats and French is a little bit of a, a wide division there but I would love to I mean w- by learning French I feel like it's opening my doors to analyze maybe data sets that are in France French uh, mm-hmm. come from mm-hmm. some French speaking country I I would love to um, go to France or go to a French speaking country in Canada um, and work there for some time sure. uh, or if anything at all it, it i would love to uh, be part of an international relations team at wherever company i decide to end up and you know do do some do statistics whatever that is at the job but be able to communicate to partners overseas or something like that um yeah i i want to find a way to combine it i think those are going to be the some of the ways that i can make it happen you know, one of the uh, things that intrigued me, um, you know, about the encyclopedia project that you did is that, um, you know, it just happened to be a French encyclopedia, but, um, you know, whatever you performed there in terms of research and understanding of, you know, the culture, the, uh, you know, the censorship at that time, or whether it was about monarchy or religion, I mean, you could take that to, pretty much any other language and um, apply those kind of skills, right? I mean, so oh, for sure. it's it's an awesome way to learn about, you know, um, a period a period in history that you might be intrigued by or interested in. Exactly. And so, so I think, um, I, you know, I, I just find um, 
you know, you got some great opportunities out there. And so uh, it's really great to see how you jumped on it and took advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just kind of led me where uh, I basically been following the train of one discovery after another it just keeps leading me forward and pulling me forward. And just next opportunities pop up randomly. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll work. I'll, I'll go down here for now and, and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other part that you did mention is having an open mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a preconceived notion of where um, a research ought to take you or, you know, right. you do have some, you do have some plans, but really you want to be flexible. Mm-hmm. So where are you headed? I mean, you're a senior now, right? Yes, I am. So, you know, what happens um, after you graduate? What's sure. next? Uh, I know for sure I am going to be returning to Grand Valley for a master's degree in mm-hmm. data science and analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to add add computer science skills to my stats side. Data science sure. is like the, the culmination of statistics and computer science. Um, yeah. Uh, that's... that's a big thing of what I'm interested in right now. So I, I'm definitely going to be doing that. Um, and then I'm pretty sure, uh, not quite confident on my decision yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to also go on to a PhD um, yeah. in computer science itself. Just to fo- I would love to focus on machine learning. Um, that's a really big aspect of computer science that I'm not entirely familiar with yet. And I would love to learn more because it's key in a lot of different fields, um, especially in like, producing recommendations. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I feel like that's a decision that's going to come a little bit later on down the road, but it's definitely in my mind that uh, that's a possibility and something that I'm, I am considering at this time. Switching gears a bit, um, with all this experience behind you or with you, um, how would you or what would you advise a freshman about research? What, what, what kind of things would you recommend he or she do once yeah. they step on campus? I, I think the first thing I would do is break the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, if there, I didn't know very much about research when I entered in in college, Mm -hmm. let alone in high school. And what I did know, or what I thought I knew, was that it happens in a lab. It happens in lab coats. You're (laughs) using pipettes and Petri dishes. That's what research is, you know, medical research. Yeah. Um, And that's one of the, like, that's certainly research. That that definitely counts. But there is so much else that counts as research, too, Mm -hmm. um, other than being in a lab. Um, I've got friends who've done research in art or in music. So it's it's definitely possible to do research in whatever you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and following with passion, I think that another great piece of advice is to follow your passions. Mm-hmm. What you like is what you're going to want to do research in, is what you're going to want to pursue later. Don't, mm-hmm. I, I, I warn against doing research in things you don't like because uh, that's gonna that's gonna kind of ruin that experience for you but definitely you mentioned having an open mind that is key to doing anything with research um mm-hmm. it 
you find you ask questions. You got to ask questions. If the, if something comes back and the answer is I don't know or well that depends, and you are fascinated in that, that is a great place to go. Yeah. Um, it, you turn it into something that you want it to be. That's what's so great that I like about research is that uh, it's customizable. I yeah. developed, I created and came up with the ideas for a lot of my projects just because I wanted to. I was interested in it. And mm-hmm. I asked a question and the answer was, well, I don't really know. So I set to f- try and find an answer. Yeah. Um, and I think another key piece of uh, information for, for freshmen is that uh, you certainly don't have to do this alone. Um, yeah. I know at Grand Valley, probably at most, if not all, other colleges and universities there's an entire office devoted just to undergraduate research mm-hmm. um, and you have faculty uh, your professors can can help connect you with the with with other faculty who are interested in the same things as you um, this is not a, not a thing that i i just created myself i was like yes i'm going to do this somebody help me it, it came as a result of many a buildup of many different questions asked and small research projects and inquiries. Um, and I mean, at the end, I have, I have some products that I'm, I'm proud of and I get to show into the world. Um, but yeah, really, I think when it comes down to it is to don't, don't follow the stereotypes of what research is, make it your own thing um, and make it your own thing by what you are passionate about. And I guess the other part you would tell them is to start early, right? Yes. Don't wait. Don't wait. Yes, that is key. What would you tell your high school self? I mean, um, in terms of skills or things you might want to try out or play with. I understand that, um, you know, some people, I think in your case, you had um, the beginnings of a passion or maybe you had the passion Mm -hmm. for math and then French, uh, you kind of liked it when you were in school, you had a great teacher. For folks, some, you know, a lot of people are not blessed in that sense, right? They don't Mm -hmm. have the passion, they have to discover it. So anyway, long-winded way of asking, what what do you think high schoolers should be doing to get ready to do research? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's definitely, I also recognize that not everybody has that that strike of, this is what I want to do. And I think that Knowing that that is totally fine, yeah, is is key. Um, you do not have to know what you want to do, or what you are passionate about, for right. day one of college. Um, I I liked I when I was in high school, I kind of used it as a testing ground. You know, I took the core classes, um, found some found some things I liked in the core classes, but I was testing out a few electives to kind of see, you know, is this really something I might want to pursue mm-hmm. um, later on. Um, and then, I, especially for juniors and seniors in high school, I would recommend for the colleges you are uh, considering, mm-hmm. see if there's a research office at, mm-hmm. at, that, at that college. Maybe even reach out to them and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a junior, I'm a senior. Uh, what does research look like at your, at your school? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I wish I had done because I didn't know research even existed. Right. Uh, as an undergraduate, that, that was even a possibility, not even in my head when I was in high school. I was just concentrating on putting my applications in and making it there. Right. Um, but just a little bit step ahead of that is, well, what are you going to do once you get there? And research is a great thing. So I think reaching out to 
research offices, um, even just the librarian at the school, uh, figuring out what, what, what you can do. Um, mm-hmm. And especially if you don't really have uh, a, a subject that you're quite passionate in, there's an opportunity for that as well, um, of, trying, of helping you find what it is you want to research. Um, yeah, and I, I think some basic uh, advice after that is do try, try hard in the classes. Um, that's how you figure out what, what you like and what you don't like. Um, I, I put, in, put in the effort to, to really see if there's certain subjects that I liked. I found some I didn't really like. I found some I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I want to stress again, like you don't have to have your life figured out. I <laughs> no, <laughs> certainly, I did not. I had an idea of where I was going to go and I've changed it up, as I mentioned. I even, I'm just, about a year ago, I added a psychology minor just because I liked it and I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, did, I was not planning on that at all. And I just did it. And that's also good is about college is that there is some flexibility once you get here. Uh, you, you can decide on, a, on something you want to pursue and completely change it up if there's something that you want to pursue even more. Um, yeah, I think, I think that th- those are the key, uh, key advice. I think I wish I had known that I would totally give to, to high schools now. No, that's great. Um, you know, you figured out things well yourself, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. <laughs> okay, so Ian, we are starting to wind down. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we do that, I wanted to give you a chance to maybe share some memory or anecdote or vignette from your college experience so far or your research experience, whatever you feel might be interesting to share. Yeah. I, I did mention uh, earlier the uh, setback I had when I yeah. discovered my research project had been done a couple of decades ago. And I feel like that's super important to share because the research project is not always smooth and perfect. Yeah. Uh, when I say I freaked out, I, I freaked out a little bit. Uh, so I had spent months preparing the proposal for this project and uh, getting getting materials ready and getting supplies and all of that and turn, come to find out that it had already been done. Yeah. Um, but what I, I called my professor, I said, help, <laughs> I need help. <laughs> and he was really great at uh, showing me how to manage, how to get through that, how to turn what I had already proposed into something that I could still do. Yeah and still be in my, the scope of time, my scope of what I was interested in. Um, and that I think was really important to, for, to me, um, to see that it, it doesn't just go, it just doesn't just happen. Yeah. Uh, it, it can come with things that are a little bit troubled. It comes from troubles, um, things that you don't expect. Uh, and I, I don't know, I wasn't planning on that setback when I was going into this project. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, what I know now is that I need to plan for that. Um, something, uh, you, it might not, you might not have a problem and that might be great, but yeah, um, it's definitely important to think about what, what could go wrong, um, and how you might come about to fix that. So I, I really like to, um, 
tell that story to other people I'm promoting research to on campus because um, it, I, I hope it kind of demystifies the idea of research as like this, you must be an expert to research and you must be know what you're doing and you must have it perfect and all laid out. Um, that's, that's just not how it works in, in any research project. There's going to be some sort of probably going to be a setback or something that happens that you're going to have to manage. And I, I'm glad I had that experience as an undergrad. Um, and not like in a in the job um, where I was surprised and shocked. So now, now at least I know that this is a thing that could happen, and uh, have some some experience in fixing it. That's a great that's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So, um, Ian, this has been a fascinating conversation. Um, very impressed with all the work you've been doing, and I'm sure there's a lot, lot more to come. So. We'll keep in touch, but for right now, take care, be safe. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. It's great to great be here. Sure. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Ian Curtis on his undergraduate journey at Grand Valley State University. Ian's Grand Valley experience is a lesson in using research to discover what you like or don't like while creating new knowledge. He found undergraduate research quite by accident, but once he did, he didn't let go. He really combined his need to explore with undergraduate research. He dug into censorship and plagiarism in the 18th century French encyclopedia. He augmented a history game with his professor, created a music recommendation algorithm and more. I hope you find Ian's story inspiring and check out undergraduate research. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash alma matters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College Matters. Alma Alma Matters. Matters.